This is the Vent Time with Connie podcast, where we discuss topics that can be controversial or uncontroversial. Topics range from family, faith, lifestyle, you name it. No topic is off limits. New episodes released every Tuesday and Friday. All right, sit back and relax. Here is your host of the show, Connie. Welcome to Vent Time with Connie Podcast. Welcome to a brand new episode. How is everyone doing? I hope you guys are well. There's a lot happening, especially in the news. Um, and I hope you guys are holding fast um, on the truth. Ho- hope you guys are holding fast on Jesus, the hope we find in Jesus. And um, I'm here, of, of course, once again to encourage you and... Um, to keep going and never give up. So welcome new listeners. Thank you so much for checking out this episode. And I hope you listen to other episodes that we have um, released. And they are all interesting. And for the OGs, welcome back. Thank you so much for your continuous support. So today's episode is going to be um, in remembrance of 9-11. Because um, this past Saturday was September 11th. And... I know there's a lot of countries outside of U.S. that's listening to me, so I would take the opportunity, take this opportunity to explain what this 9/11 symbolized to us American citizens, so you guys will better understand um, why we set a, a day to uh, to remember what happened in 9/11, how dark it was, and to remember the souls that were that were lost so just a quick big uh, a, a quick history on 9 11 according to google in 2001 september 11th on tuesday morning between the times 8 46 a.m to 10 28 a.m eastern standard time that's u.s time um series of four coordinated terrorist attacks against the united states there were four planes in total that were hijacked by terrorist groups. Two planes hit the World Trade Center building located in Manhattan, New York State, and the other another plane hit the Pentagon located in Virginia State, USA. The last plane crashed um, in a field near Shacksville, Pennsylvania, and in total, this attack resulted in 2,977 fatalities and over 225,000 injuries and so much more. So you can tell that this day was a dark time in America's life, in American citizens' life. We went through a lot that day. A lot of soul was lost. So that's why we remember it. And this past Saturday was uh, maybe 20 years this event occurred. And Americans have always remembered the people that die every year on September 11. That's why it's called 9-11. So that's what this 9-11 is all about. And we are remembering all the souls here in Ventime with Connie Podcast. We are remembering all the souls that were lost and also the families. They are still having to um, go through the loss of their loved ones during this time period. And um, yeah... So this episode, however, is not about the people that commit such 
hideous crime because that crime was hideous. And or is it about everything that happened on 9-11, September 11, 2001? Because I do not claim to know all the details about the event. So I am not an expert on this. I'm just going to make that clear. So this is not what this episode is about. But I will tell you what the episode is about. This episode aimed to provide encouragement and hopefully redirect God's chosen people's mind to focus on the right thing, which is to set the mind on the things above. Like Romans 8, 6 says, I quote, For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. Close quote. So, Ultimately, our joy, hope, and salvation will come from our creator, not creations, okay? So if you need some encouragement on how to navigate all the chaos that the world is throwing out to you, then I will recommend you stick around to hear or listen to the rest of the episode. You know how we do it. Grab a drink. I will be back right after this. Listening. Hello, Ventus. Okay, we're going to jump right into the topic of today, um, as you can tell by the title. So it is God is still in control. So I'm just going to tell you why, I, why I'm why i talking about this, um, wh- how this topic came to mind. Well, we're doing our family worship. Um, then my husband brought this Bible chapter that he, he brought up psalm 33 for us to read on our family worship and a lot to that to me on that psalm 33 when i was reading it i was like this is so relevant in our today's society what is happening you know some people would say the bible is so archaic it's not it doesn't apply to our life right now things have changed trust me that's those that haven't actually read the word of god or studied the word of god because it's so amped I'm telling you, even today is still relevant. So when I was reading it, a lot came to my mind. And I was like, oh, Lord, this, I should share with you guys, especially now that we're remembering 9-11. And um, so that's why it came to my mind. And you're probably going to ask another question. Why the topic God is still in control? I say that because we tend to forget that God is still in his throne, especially when we are going through trials and tribulation. Because in that trials and tribulation, we are focusing on the wrong thing. We are focusing on what we are going through, how it made us feel, how people have hurt us, all these things. We tend to forget the grace of God, the mercies of God. Forget that we have a Father in heaven that knows it all, that is always in control. So we tend to do that. So this episode will serve as a reminder that's why I chose the topic. And also going to the aim of this episode, my aim is f- for me to redirect us to focus, like I said at the beginning, to focus on God, focus on the right thing, focus on our creator. That's where the focus should be in, okay? Because like we read the verse that I read in the beginning, and when you say to your mind, taste of the flesh is death. And that death could be darkness, could be sorrows, could be trauma, could be so many things, you know? So, but we want to set our mind to the things of the spirit. I want to set our mind to the things of above, and the above, of above, which is our creator, God. When you focus in Christ, then you're able to know why you were created. You're able to know 
what you are supposed to do, why you are put on this earth to do. Okay. So that's my aim of this to also encourage us to stop um, being afraid of men, of what could happen to us, the traumas that we're experiencing or what could happen. You know, because some people are so anxious, even of things that haven't even happened. Oh, this could have happened. Oh, this could have happened. You know, so not to be afraid of them. Because no matter how powerful America was, they couldn't have even conceived that what happened in 9-11 would happen. You know, so that's why we should not be afraid of the unknown or be afraid of, you know, what is happening to us or what could have happened. And also the most important one is to not be afraid of men because we tend to have that fear of men a lot. Also, ultimately, my goal is to encourage all of us to trust in God's sovereign power in every part of our life, including our countries, including what is happening in our countries. I don't know what country you are right now listening. I'm telling you that you can still trust God to show his power, his sovereign power, even in your trials, even in your chaotic country, even in evil things that is happening in your country, he will show his power. Okay. He is still in control. He is still in his throne. He never left his throne. Okay. So the, like I said earlier, the inspiration of this um, episode came from Psalm 33. So I'm going to be reading it shortly. And also, and when I finish reading it, I will share some of a couple of verses that stood out to me and things that we can learn, some encouragement that will um, anchor our heart to walk in his path. So that's, that would be the aim. So I'm going to go ahead and read Psalm 33 and then share the ones that stood out to me. The word of God reads, Psalm 33, verse 1, Shout for joy, and I'm reading in ESV, by the way. So Psalm 33, verse 1, starting from verse 1. Shout for joy in the Lord, O you righteous. Praise befits the upright. Give thanks to the Lord with the lyre. Make melody to him with the harp of ten strings. Sing to him a new song. Play skillfully on the strings with loud shouts. For the word of the Lord is upright, and all his work is done in faithfulness. He loves righteousness and justice. The earth is full of the steadfast love of the Lord. By the word of the Lord the heavens were made, and by the breath of his mouth all their hosts. He gathered the waters of the sea as a herb. He puts the deeps in storehouses. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it came to be. He commanded and it stood firm. The Lord brings the counsel of the nations to nothing. He frustrates the plans of the peoples. The counsel of the Lord stands forever the plans of his heart to all generations. Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord and the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. The Lord looks down from heaven. He sees all the children of man from where he sits enthroned. He looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the heart 
of them all and observe all their deeds. The king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a false hope for salvation and by his great might it cannot rescue. Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love, that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. Our souls wait for the Lord. He is our help and our shield. For our heart is glad in him, because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. Amen. So that's the end. Such a powerful and strengthening, encouraging verse to read, you know. Because when we were reading it, I was like, oh my gosh, like, this is so good. I had to share with you guys, you know. It's such a, a huge encouragement that we can shout for joy because we know the Father we have in heaven. We know that he is in control. He's always in his throne, looking down taking control of everything and he will surely protect his people and we can bank on that on him that he will never leave us or forsake us that that trust we have in him will surely surely not put us to shame so and we can be steadfast in that love and know that we can hope in him and that our hope will surely be fruitful our hope will surely come to pass okay will become reality to us either in this side of heaven or when we get to the other side of heaven that will be after life you know when we get to spend eternity with god so i'm going to share some of the couple some of the verses that jump out to me when i was reading this um um chapter so the first one is verse 13 i'm going to read down to verse 17 it says the lord looks down from heaven he sees all the children of man from where he sits enthroned. He looks out on all the inhabitants of the earth. He who fashions the hearts of them all and observe all their deeds. The king is not saved by his... Okay, let me stop there first. Let me stop at verse 15. Just talk about that verse 13 to 15. You, you know, just reading that, it's just letting you know that God is looking down on us now. He's always looking down on us and he's always looking in our hearts, observing our deeds. That means observing our motivation, why we do what we did, where is this stemming from? What is our heart? What is our heart condition? You know, like he's there. Even just reading that, I mean, it should put a little bit of um fear in you in terms of accountability, you know. Oh my god, what I'm doing right now, God is looking at me. He's he's seeing all the things I'm doing, even from my innermost, you know, he's seeing all those things, you know. And also another side of it too is that to see that he's he's in control, he's protecting us, he's watching over us. We shouldn't fear of anything, you know, that he's our father in heaven is watching over us. Okay. And Psalm is Old Testament. That's King David writing these things. And it's still happening to today. That's what's happening. God is sitting on his throne, looking at us looking at us and he's watching over us he's observing everything and those things none of those things that's happening this earth that is that comes to a surprise to him that's not the kind of god we serve it does not come to a surprise to him like oh this happened again what should we do everybody running around in heaven and try to figure out what no 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 no, no. 
He already know. He knew the the end right from the beginning. Okay, so he's not surprised at it. Or don't that give you some some um peace and confidence that oh my God, God is not like me. <laughs> like God is not a man. He says it in Numbers. Was it is it Numbers nineteen or something? God is not a man that he should lie. Neither the son of man that he should repent. Is there anything that he promised that he didn't fulfill? Is there anything that he said? That didn't come to pass. I think I'm probably saying it wrong, but it's in. Let me go to it and read it instead of quoting it wrong. Let me go. I think Numbers. Hold on. Yes, it's Numbers 23, verse 19. I'm gonna read it in ESV. It says, "God is not a man that he should lie, or a son of man that he should change his mind. Has he said, and and will he not do it? Or has he spoken and will not fulfill it?" Okay, I mean you can read the full chapter to get the context. I think it's about the the balance, um, what was happening back in Old Testament. You can read the whole chapter to get the whole context of this. But it's also an assurance to tell you that it's a good thing. We should rejoice in that God is not like us that we try um running around trying to figure out what to do. We don't know the future. We don't know what's gonna happen to us tomorrow. None of those things. No matter how those scientists or those Whoever it is, try to come up with all these things. They will never outsmart God because he's the one that created them. He's the one that even allowed them to have the intelligence or the in, in, insights they have. Okay, so that's something that we should rejoice in. And going back to our verse, um, chapter Psalm 33, verse... Um, I just talked about verse 13 and 15. Now let's read verse 16 to 17. It says, The king is not saved by his great army. A warrior is not delivered by his great strength. The war horse is a false hope for salvation, and by his great might it cannot rescue. Oh my God. Like this thing speaks a lot to today because sometimes we we can be guilty of putting our hope, everything in things that men created like in oh the the weapon that we have how intelligent and powerful our country is nobody can harm us oh we have the best army we have those things are good i'm not saying they are wrong but those things are good but you have to realize god allowed us to have those things he's by his grace we're able to have those things but those things are not the ones that save us no matter how powerful our country is, this was still able to happen to us. It could have been worse, but God, in his great mercy, protected our country, protected our country from even getting more damaged, getting more disruption or more attacks than what we got in 9-11. He protected us even in that craziness because it could have been worse. Our White House could have been crashed or the U.S. Capitol or so many things, you know, but he still protected us in that process. Although a lot of lives was lost, a lot lost. Because even every time I think about it, I was like, how could this happen? Like, how could this happen? How could this escape? Like, how can this loophole happen in, in this powerful country, United States, that we are in? That's to tell you that no matter how powerful our country is, they are not God. Anything that happened is according to God's will. 
anything that happened is God that allow it to, like it cannot escape God. It cannot come as a surprise. I know sometimes some things that will happen that will not make sense to us, especially things like 9-11 or people that died. It might not make sense. It probably would never make sense to us. Hopefully when we get to heaven, we'll get to understand why, you know, but we can bring that to our personal life too. There's so many terrible things that happen to us. We ain't trying. We never really understand why that is happening. I was like, why are we going through this? What do we do to deserve this? Why do we have to go? Why do you allow this happen? And then eventually when you get past that, when you repent from all those questioning and turn to God and you get past that, eventually, if God wills, he will reveal to you little by little the reason for those disappointments, the reason for those trials, the re reason for those sufferings. He might not reveal all of them because there's some trials that I have gone through or some suffering that I have gone through till today. I still don't understand why I went through that. I'm sure all of us can relate to that, you know. Some of them doesn't make sense probably to the day we die, we figure it out. But some, some make sense. We understand. We see it as God's um, protection. Every disappointment is a blessing. People say it's there. But there's some truth to that too. Not every suffering is meant to harm you. because Especially if you are God's people. Because he said in his word that he will walk out everything for our own good so those trials those things that are supposed to meant evil for us god would turn it for our own good and for those who are called according to his purpose you know so that's the thing and then we had to we have that hope in christ to trust in god that he would turn all those things that the, the enemy meant to to cause us harm to be you know all those things for us He's going to turn it for our own good. And we can bank on it. We can trust in him that he always he always have our best interest. Because he's, our, he's the one that created us in the first place. None of us were there in the decision making when they were creating us. None of us were there. So what makes you think that you will also be there with why you were created? Uh, how he's going to protect you? He will still be there. He's, he's sovereign in every part of your life. Okay, so... You know, even though we will hold on to, oh, we are intelligent, oh, we are smart, oh, we 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 are we are innovative, so many things. Please, as the children of God, please don't put your trust in that. Hold on to God. Know that God is the only one that can just turn around those things if He chooses to. Okay, don't ever put your hope in those things, because those things will perish one day. But our God is internal. The life, the hope that we have in Christ is life. It does not die. It does not perish. It's internal. And that's what we need to hold on to. Now, the other verse that stood out to me was, now I'm going to read verse 12, and then I'm going to read verse 18 and 19. So verse 12 in Psalm 33 says, Blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord, the people whom he has chosen as his heritage. Now, verse 18, if you go to, down to verse 18, it says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love, and he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. Oh, Lord, he will keep his people alive in famine. Famine, for those that don't know, is the time during the Old Testament time. They always went, go, sometimes they go through this where there won't be any, the crops would die, there won't be any food in the land. 
you know sometimes they also go through drought too where there won't be any water right but feminists there's no food nothing to sustain you but he's telling us he's going to keep us alive even in terms of famine although we might not we might, we might not be going through famine in our today's world but we might be going through famine so many other things in in all this chaos that's happening there could be so many destructions so many disasters that's happening around us in us all those things but he's promising us he's going to keep us alive he's going to keep us alive for Christian, I hope you guys know this. Even if we die physical death, it's still gain because we get to meet our Lord. If we live, we live for Christ. So both ways, it's win-win for us. Okay, so you shouldn't be fearful of death either. Okay, because you know where you're going when you die, except if you are not saved. And if you're not saved, I pray that you come to the, you come to know Christ. You come to accept Jesus as your Lord and personal Savior. You can, you, you come to give your life to Christ. Believe in Jesus. Trust in him. Let go all those or uh, your abilities, all you think you can do to save yourself, or what the society provides for you that you can use to save yourself. Let's say if you be kind, more kind, more loving, more those things will never save you. It's only the hope we find in Christ that can save you. Grace of God is the only thing that saves us, and we get that through faith. We get that by faith, I think. One of those things, but it has to be by faith. You cannot get it from anywhere else. Your works will not save you. Only the grace of God will save you. And I hope you come to that saving knowledge of Christ, okay? Saving knowledge of God. So going back to what we were talking about, Psalm 33. So we need to make sure that we are holding on to God. And God is saying us, is telling us that blessed is the nation whose God is the Lord. The people whom he has chosen as his heritage. Those people are called blessed when we hold on to God, okay? Now, another verse that stood out to me is verse 20 to the end. It says, Our soul waits for the Lord. He's our help and our shield. For our heart is in is glad in him because we trust in his holy name. Let your steadfast love, O Lord, be upon us, even as we hope in you. So this is basically the end of the Psalm 33. Is our prayer to keep us trusting in God, to keep us hoping in God, holding on to that hope that He's given, that He has given to us through Christ. You know, it's for us to, while we wait for the Lord to meet our Lord in heaven, in, in the air, to meet our our groom, because we are His bride, the church is His bride, to meet our Lord and our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ in the air. While we stay on this earth, we need to be sanctified in his word in his truth and the word of god is truth and our soul awaits for the lord because he's our help and our shield he is going to protect us every step of the way and our heart can rejoice in that rejoice in him because he is our lord and he is our protector okay so that's where i want to end the uh, end with i hope you guys are encouraged by this episode and um, make sure that you're getting your encouragement from the right source, which is God, not from all this motivational speaker, because all they got, all they give you is empty, what they call the empty vessel, is that what they call? empty promises or whatever, empty motivations that will never save you, that even bring you down even lowest. Okay, so make sure that you are getting motivated from the word of God. 
Thank you guys. I hope you enjoyed this episode and I hope you come back for more for more episodes. And we have new episodes every Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Central Time. Please subscribe to wherever you're listening right now so you'll be notified when we release a new episode. And it also helped me in the um to put my podcast in the map so more people will be recommended to listen to this podcast because they see that a lot of people are listening to it or subscribing to it. So please, that will help too. And hopefully this episode will get to, will reach more people, more ears, you know, and people will be transformed by getting to the word, by hearing the word of God and uh, because faith comes by hearing. So I hope you guys are motivated. I hope you guys are encouraged. And please don't give up, no matter whatever that's going on in our country right now, with all these crazy ideologies being thrown right in front of you, or to you, to your children, to whoever it is, make sure you don't give up on the word of God. You don't compromise. The word of God saves. None of those things saves. Thank you so much, and I hope to talk to you guys more next week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Vent Time with Connie podcast. Remember to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Spotify, or whatever platform you listen to podcasts. Please don't forget to like, rate, review, or share this podcast. Do you have any feedback or questions for Connie or any topics you'd like to discuss on the show? Connie loves communicating with our listeners. You can find her on Instagram and Facebook at Vent Time with Connie or send an email to venttimewithconnie at yahoo.com. Until next time, remain blessed.